everybody, and welcome to another Friday episode with The Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a life by design instead of defaults. Hopefully, we'll make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of working together, being entrepreneurs, and being parents. You may want to check out our private member community over on Patreon where you'll get additional unfiltered content like our Friday on the fly episodes and get ad-free access to all our podcasts and our monthly Zoom. If you want to check it out, head over to patreon.com forward slash Friday. That's F-R-I-D-A-T-E, no dashes, or click on the link in the show notes. All right, let's get into today's episode. Kimberly in Momentum Murgatroyd. Momentum. Momentum Murgatroyd. Momentum Mori Murgatroyd. <laughs> Momentum Murgatroyd. Uh, why, why is my middle name this time Momentum? Oh, I think you know. I don't. Oh, I think you know. Uh, I think you know getting up early on the terrace doing yoga. Oh, okay. Huh? Well, if early is 8.30, <laughs> then I suppose I was getting up early. Listen, give yourself credit. You could be doing, there's so many things you could be doing right now. Eating you can, bonbons? You can walk outside your door. Yes, I could. And you can say, can I have a croissant, which, right? <laughs> you, can, you can do that, but you didn't. You didn't. You woke up this morning. You did yoga. What else did you do? Yesterday, you- uh, I did yoga and meditation. That's what I was going <clears> to <throat> say. That's what I was going to say. No, I'm getting back into the flow. Get it? Back into- It only took me a year. Mm -hmm. But listen, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I will tell you though, so- for those listeners, actually, I don't think any listener knows this. Uh, I was an avid yogi back in the day uh, when we lived in Atlanta. I started going to yoga once a week, twice a week, three times a week. And then I was basically just addicted. And I was going almost <laughs> every- say I was basically just a dick. <laughs> that too. Uh, that's why I needed yoga. Um, I, I became like addicted to yoga and I was going all the time and I was obsessed with it and I loved it. And it was- you know, it was actually when I came home from yoga that I said, we're going to sell the clinic. And like, it brought me such mind-body connection and all of it. And then we left Atlanta and I could never get my damn groove back. And it was like, I it was the three little bears of yoga for me. It was either I'd go to a class and the class sucked because it wasn't moving fast enough, or I like hot yoga and I, whatever, doesn't matter. But basically since 2019, I have not been consistent with yoga and I've decided that I can't continue to make excuses of why. And I'm just going to take action because my mind needs it, my body needs it, and my family needs me to have that yoga release and in, in mind body connection so I don't kill them all. Yes, we all need releases, especially. By the way, men. I feel like I need a booster uh, here's, seat. Here's how'd you miss that? I, all, I didn't miss it. You, I, it's too early and it's Sunday. Um, okay, well listen, this this is a perfect segue for it what is? I want to talk about today. Yeah. Oh my God, I literally need a booster seat. Hold on. Oh, then your uh, your microphone's too big. Okay. Uh, that's what she said. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting the the hand from the little one in the corner. Yeah. So Sophia has adopted. Take your 
fingertips together and point them all, you know, squeeze them together and make a motion up and down. And that will give you the, the what for, as they say in New York, what the what. Or just watch my social media and you'll see Sophia. You'll see Sophia giving me the Italian hand gestures all day long. Well, listen, your yoga is actually uh, sort of a good way uh, to begin the topic of what we want to talk about today, which is a growth mindset. So for those of you that uh, have heard of the book by Carol Dweck uh, and may not, or for those of you who have not, uh, I don't know why I said that's so obnoxious. Why did I say that like my mother? For those of you who have not, <laughs> I literally just sounded, I channeled my mother right there. Um, here is what a growth mindset is. Your basic qualities are things that you can cultivate, through your efforts, your strategies, and help from others. So in other words, her theory, uh, based upon her research, she was a, uh, a research at, I don't know, some big fancy school somewhere. How do you like that for data? And um, she recognized that there's two types of people. There's people that think that they were born with certain abilities, and there are other people who believe that they can cultivate it. <clears throat> And so using your yoga as an example, this is an interesting thing. So uh, I'm going to, I'll throw myself under the bus before I throw you under the bus. So I have a story about learning Italian. And my story about learning Italian is it's impossible to learn Italian here because every time I go into a store and I begin to speak in Italian, they immediately detect an American accent and they're fluent in English. So they just start speaking English. So I have trained myself that when I go in, why bother? And even if I push and try and speak Italian, they immediately speak. So what's generally happening is I'm speaking Italian and they're speaking English because of speed. So the story is, why bother? But what I could do is I could say to them, sorry, I'm learning Italian. Can we just speak Italian? It's a pain in the ass. I have to do it everywhere. After a while, I'm sure people will get to know me. But that is that is my story, right? <clears throat> Kim's story is <clears throat> I had a yoga. And, and by the way, my story is not not true. It is true, but it's still a story. Kim's story is I went to yoga in Atlanta. It was the best yoga place, and I've never found it since. So I haven't done it. (laughs) So I quit. (laughs) So I quit. So now if we take that growth mindset and we extrapolate a little bit further, she said that the love of challenge, belief in effort, resilience in the face of setbacks leads to greater success. So think about that. Like, let's just stay with that for a second. So you look, I'll I'll go back to uh, Italian. Um, I look at it and say, oh, I love a challenge. Everywhere in this city speaks English, but they also speak a cha- they also speak Italian. I love a challenge. Belief and effort. I am absolutely going to do the effort to say uh, buongiorno, okay, over and over <laughs> again until I go, oh, the G is silent. It's buongiorno, okay? Um, and my daughter in the background is saying buongiorno. Um, leads to greater success. So what she identified with these children is that the kids who are faced with a challenge, there are literally two types of kids. Ones that shut down 
when they see the challenge and go, I can't do it. I just, I can't. And the other ones who literally take their hands, rub their palms together and get excited over the challenge. And what she talks about is that the growth mindset is not something that can't be developed, right? So is it something that's innate? Some kids do come out that way, but then, you know, then you have to have the conversation of, well, nature, nurture, was it their parents who did that and they watched it? Did they naturally, who the hell knows, right? But it can be something that's cultivated, so. Well, what I think is really interesting, and I started to reread this book uh, again recently, and I took some notes, but she said, the view that you adopt for yourself profoundly affects how you live your life. And when, I mean, just think about this, right? So you have a growth mindset and you have a fixed mindset. If you have a growth mindset, you believe that the, the listen to this. Okay, you're gonna love this. The deck of cards that you're dealt in life, right? A lot of people go, well, I just didn't get a good set of cards. I just didn't, I, I wasn't handed the the life with, you know, the silver spoon and blah, 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 blah. Again, a story. But the deck of cards that you're handed is your starting point for development. The so, deck of cards that you're handed is your starting, oh, that's really good. Yes. it's So a people with a growth mindset say, okay, so this is a situation I was brought into. And it's my starting point for growth. Okay. Or, or a fixed mindset looks and goes, there's nothing I can do. This was the deck I was dealt. This is the, the hand I was dealt. I'm using that, that phrase completely wrong. I get it. But this is the hand I was dealt, and there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. So I am just going to suffer through it. That's a fixed mindset. Let, I, me, let me jump in here because yeah. you, just, you just triggered something for me that um, piss me off about myself. <laughs> Love <laughs> and, when I do that. And so I'm going to do the best I can to protect the innocent in this podcast. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to make up a little bit of a, a story here, um, so that I can illustrate this point. I was recently talking to a friend and I won't say where the friend lives, but I was recently talking to a friend and he has a extremely successful, uh, family member. And he is doing something <clears throat> in alignment, a business in alignment with that extremely ex successful family member. And I said to him something along the lines of, well, it must be nice to have that particular person in your family to be able to do this particular thing for you. And his answer I thought was so poignant. And to your point, his answer was, well, um, that is the road that I chose to take. Um, but I could have chosen many roads. I suggest that you deal the hand that's dealt to you. Yeah. And so, in, so my fixed mindset said, oh, it must be nice to have this family member be in a position to do these things for you. And he said to me, that's just one road I took of many I could have taken. Deal, you know, it's kind of like that, uh, that song, Love the One You're With. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. And so I, I just, for, for me, that was so interesting because you often see people who, you know, let's, let's use Oprah, okay? 
Oprah had a horrible upbringing. She went through a lot of trauma, a lot of crazy, you know, and look what she created for herself. And you can have someone else who went through that same trauma, that same crazy, and instead of growing and moving past it and creating something insane in their life, they're still sitting in it, blaming it, and being the victim. And that is the fixed mindset. So there's a couple of points I thought that she said were really good, and I just want to go through a couple of them. So a growth mindset is um, where you believe your qualities can be cultivated. So if you are, um, let's say you're not you're not curious by nature, right? Like you're Rob, you're super curious. As Just, my friend Alberto here says, he said you're curious than more. He said you're more more curious. I never heard anybody says you're more curious than two cats. Right, <laughs> he, you are. But that curiosity can be cultivated. You have to practice it at first. So if I wanted to become more curious, and I remember doing this, like you're naturally curious. And so it creates, you create friendships and connections with people so easily because you literally just meet someone and you have 8 million questions for them about them, which makes them feel good and like someone's interested. And it creates this natural connection. Whereas I meet somebody, I'm like, hi, and I'm awkward. And I don't really know what to say. So when I started to learn about connecting with people and trying to build that skill set, I remember we were in Atlanta and I we had just done, um, I had just done some like webinar on connecting. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a connector. And we went to dinner. I don't know if you remember this, probably don't. We went to dinner and I was like, all I'm going to do is connect. I'm going to find someone to connect with that I don't know. And it was such a weird exercise to do, but I needed to do it. And I almost like crapped my pants doing it. And so we sat at dinner and the opportunity arose to have a conversation with the table next to us. And so I was like, okay. And I had in my head, ask them questions. What question would I ask them? What the hell did I even want to know about them? I don't know that I have this inner dialogue going because I'm not naturally curious like you are. And I don't know what to do, but I had to practice. Now we go out to dinner. We'll go to Vinnie Vecchi. And almost every time I'm opening up conversation with the table next to us, not because I'm good at that, not because that's nature to me, but because I worked that skill set. I created that um, ability to connect. Am I going to be as good as you? Probably not, but I'm a hundred times better than I was before in connecting. So here's a question then for you. <clears throat> so now you develop the skill set to be able to do that. And you're actually, I, now that you're explaining it, I could totally see that. I, I don't remember that night in Atlanta. Um, but Well, I, you don't because it didn't mean anything to you. But I, I, I remember the two girls, they were um, like going into college and it was just like, a, there was no point to it other than me practicing connecting through being curious and asking questions. It's just not in my nature. By nature, I I don't talk to people <laughs> typically in my nature, but now now I'm I'm I've gotten myself out of that comfort zone and I've built that muscle. Is that a difficulty for you to be able to do now or does it now come quote naturally to you because you've just hardwired it? I I don't I don't think it comes naturally to me. I'll, I'll tell you what I what or, I or have more done. naturally, maybe. Well, I'll tell you this: in the beginning, I had to think about it. 
I had to make a conscious effort to connect. Now I'm sort of listening to my internal guidance system. And if I'm sitting at a table, and I'm, I'm using Vinny Vecchi because, you know, the tables are, this is our Friday night restaurant in Italy, and um, the tables are very, very close together. And we sit at a table where it looks like we're watching a play, you know, where it's like we're, we're the three of us are basically seated in a position where we're staring at the table next to us. You, and, ju- you just told the world that on Friday night at uh, eight o'clock, we're at Tony Roma's. I mean, we can like, <laughs> we can literally have Joey Banana come and just like, all he's got to do, take he, us out. he could just take us out. Take us like, out. What, 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 well, maybe we'll switch it and we'll go on a different night. Um, but so I, I don't you know. know how, to, you know how flexible I am on on uh, rituals. Go yeah, ahead. No, but so we're sitting in this table where I don't know how to explain it, but it looks like we're sitting and we're literally staring at the table next to us. And I yeah, will, imagine imagine um, taking a chair, slide it up to a wall, and look at the wall three inches away, and that's about the distance of the table to the table. Right. So the the table next to us, I would say eight out of ten dinners at this restaurant, we will strike up conversation with the table next to us. And that's what, that's by the way, the point of having the tables that close. That's the point of an osteria in Italy. They want the community connection. But I listen to my gut now. So I don't go there and like, like I did the first night with like a mission to connect with someone. I just go. And if it feels like, I don't know if my gut says, talk to them, I will just bring something up and I will ask them a question or whatever. And we've actually connected with a lot of people that way. So is it is it second nature to me now? No. Is it still make me feel awkward? Yes. But I've developed this skill set because I was willing to take something that I'm not good at, some a characteristic of myself that or a quality that is not my nature and cultivate it. Well, I have a question then. If you're listening, if you're now listening to your gut and your intuition that says, mm. you know, hey, these look like cool people. I should, I should probably talk to them. Is that something that you were ignoring a couple yes. of years ago? Yes. Because, because I, you didn't have the skill set to be able because to. Because I was terrified because uh, I didn't have that. I didn't have this skill set. And so I was just like, oh my God, I should talk to them. I should talk to them. I should talk to them. But I never okay, did. Okay. Got it. So what you did was you made the intention to develop the skill set yes. to honor the intuition. Right. And so that's the growth <clears throat> mindset. Whereas <clears throat> if I had the fixed mindset, I would adopt you know, I'm I just, not somebody I, who talks to people. I just don't talk to people. This is just not what I do. And I reserve that for other people. I'll just let Rob strike up the conversation and I'm not going to do it. All right. So yeah. let me, hold on, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. Before, before you go on to the next thing, let's, uh, let's apply this to yoga right now because you're in the midst of change. Change is always fascinating to me. I am obsessed with change because I know that there are certain like levers that are pulled that once you get on the other side of the change, and this is entering a territory I think people will find very useful because we had a, uh, we started our Patreon community, <clears throat> our private Patreon community last night. And one of the conversations came up where- our, um, You mean our live Zoom we did, session? Yeah, if you're a Patreon member, um, how did they become a member? Patreon.com forward slash Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, no, no dash, F-R-I-D-A-T-E. Uh, and if you become a- uh, Ultimate member. An ultimate member, uh, we do a Zoom. And so we did our first one last night. And the topic- uh, one of the topics of many that came up was the idea of learning a bunch of information, but not applying it, right? And so Kim has a term that she coined called shelf 
help. So it's all these self-help books that sit on the shelf, but you don't put them into action. You read them, <laughs> you consume them, but you do nothing. Yeah. Them. And what's interesting to what's interesting to me about this is you're in a place right now where you're starting to begin to change. You are you are meditating, which you haven't done. You're yoga-ing, which you haven't done. And you're you're stepping into this growth mindset that we're, that we're talking about. So how was it just that you hit a point of threshold where you say, where you said, I can't take it anymore. Or was there a different question that you asked yourself? Like, you know, what if I just did 10 minutes or what is it that's getting you into momentum? Cause this is, this is a really, really like this point right here, it's not the, when you, you know, do yoga every day for an hour and meditate every day for, you're too far to be able to help somebody, but where you are right now, where you could go this way and you could go, I'm going to watch Netflix, or you could <laughs> go that way and you can go, I'm going to do yoga. That point, like that moment is where change happens. Yeah. So you want the real answer? No, lie to me. <laughs> well, it's a little woo woo. So it's okay. 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 So when I, when we were in California, I was meditating every day and I was, um, here, okay. I'm seeing a pattern. When I was in Atlanta, I wasn't, I wasn't a meditator. It's not what I did. I was the person that sat down, tried to meditate and went, I can't fucking meditate because my brain won't stop talking. So when I started going to yoga, there was something about the rhythmic mind-body movement in this hot, dark room with this loud music that was like vibrating through me. And it was, there was just something about it that it became a moving meditation for me. And that connection, mind and body, became addictive, like I said before, in a good way. And I started to develop a conversation with my inner being, let's call it. And I like, I, I know that the people are listening right now going either, <laughs> you're either on the hell yeah, girl, go for it. Or no, you're no, going to be like, she's a wackadoodle. But I'm going to tell you, I went to yoga one day <clears throat> and I, it was in November of 2018. I went to yoga. I came, I went through this meditation, uh, moving meditation uh, class was 90 minutes. And I was literally in tears. At, like I was trying not to ugly cry as I was going through the movements, but it, my connection was so strong, so deep, so emotional that I was, I, I was literally doing yoga with tears running down my face for 90 minutes. I laid on the mat and I uh, went into uh, Shavasana and the tears just kept going, kept going, kept going. And the message I got was, you guys are done. You're selling the clinic. You're moving on. It's time for your next chapter. And I literally went home and I walked in the door and I said, Rob, my yoga mat told me, <laughs> right? Didn't I say this? I said, my yoga mat told me that we're done and it's time to move on. And this is it. And it was so clear. And I know that can sound so fucking wackadoodle. Sorry, Sophia. But <laughs> she's like, that's okay. Um, it, sh 
she, she charges us for F-bombs. Um, so it's it can sound wackadoodle until you experience it. And that clarity for me, that nudge, that connection that I had in, in that mind-body practice gave me the clarity to pull the trigger to say it's over. And within three weeks, our clinic was sold and we were off in our next chapter of life. And so that was powerful. Then we moved to California. And although I wasn't doing yoga anymore, I started doing meditation. I started with... Um, it's part of the California I, uh, starter kit. Yeah, you get it when you uh, when you get it when you get your driver's license. I started with Gabby Bernstein, and I started with um, what do you call it? Guided meditations from her because you know the chatter was so strong. Eventually, I went and took a TM course, and you know could sit for twenty minutes with no music, no nothing, and have the most amazing meditation. So I learned in California to get the same thing I was getting from the yoga mind-body practice in Atlanta, that inner being connection in California. And that inner being connection prompted a lot of things in California. A lot of a lot of uh, businesses we started are moved here and all of that. And then I moved here and I've literally done nothing. I have done no yoga and no meditation. Therefore, I have no connection. And I hit a point where... I, I, my inner self, my inner being has been nudging me. You need to go back. You need to do this. You need to connect. You need to connect. You need to connect. And then the other day I was walking and I, I was walking around the city and I've been getting this nudge, but I've been ignoring it mostly because I don't have a, I don't have a proper schedule and I've been getting this nudge, getting this nudge. And then something made me look down. I stopped in an area. I looked down at my watch and my watch said I had been walking for 33 minutes and 33 seconds. And whenever I see repeating numbers, I, I like, look, we, we, I see 11, 11 all the time. All of us see 11, 11. It's like, oh, you know, angel wink or whatever. But I don't see repeating threes. Like, that's not something that happens. And so I, I got like this feeling that there was something about this repeating threes. And so I looked up what the four threes are, you know, three, four times. Uh, I looked it up and it said, basically, please go connect into your inner being because we want to help you achieve the next thing you're after. And I was like, okay, well, if that's not a sign, and it just felt really, I don't know. I just got the feeling that this okay. was accurate. Does it? I know that was a really long <clears throat> No, uh, it was spiritual answer, but no, I, well, listen. But that was so the the my spiritual guidance team got leverage on me. I was just about to say that when you when you have something that's deep inside you, it's very difficult to figure out because it's so connected to you. It's very difficult, very difficult to explain. But I think this is an important piece uh, for two reasons. One is there are two. You know, with personal development, it's a toolbox. It's not you know, growth mindset, fixed mindset. It's not trust your intuition. It's not, they're not mutually exclusive. They're, they're, they're not different. They're, they're, they're one in the same. <laughs> they're, they're one in the same or they're, they're, it's just a different tool in your toolbox, right? So here's what, I, here's what I heard. And I think this is how people can, this is the takeaway that I got from it. If number one, there was a significant emotional event in your life. Tony Robbins calls it this S-E-E, uh, a C, 
a significant emotional event, right? And your significant emotional event was you were in states, in a yoga room, in Atlanta, on the mat, had something happen to you because you were, you know, you, you, you were in the right states, the yoga, you were in the right state to receive the message in the right place and at the right time, right? You got that message. So you anchored another tool, you anchored in your body that when you're in that state and you get that message to act Two is you built a reference, another tool, the reference that you built was because I made this change, it allowed us to move to California and allowed us to move to Italy. That was the lead domino, another tool from the One Thing book. That was the lead domino that allowed you to make the change. And so now you're looking at those references and now you had another thing. So now you had another significant emotional event, right? The, the next tool, which is I'm walking around the city. I see repeating numbers, triggers a reference, to when you listened to it the last time. And because you did it the last time, your nervous system was hardwired to be able to facilitate the change. And when you were in that state, when you were doing yoga, you were able to have more changes in your life. So uh, hopefully something in uh, my story um, about language, Kim's story about yoga, and um, the idea of growth mindset and all these other tools will help you where you are. You know, Kim's giving me the finger. She wants to tell me something. Um, I'm not giving him that finger. It sounds like I'm giving you the finger. I have gotten that finger before. Actually, I regularly get that finger. This was (laughs) this was a different finger. Um, The, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about. We weren't prepared to talk about this today, but I I think it's worthwhile to bring up because I always like being real with you guys. Um, You know, whenever you have a company your brand sort of represents who you are and it evolves with you. And we've been in a brand evolution right now. And we're looking at, you know, what are the things that people who listen to this show, people that are in our our private community, people who attend our events, what are the things that they're saying? And, you know, what we're realizing is that most people who are listening to this show are trying to design a life in all sorts of ways. It could be that they want to add yoga into their life, or it could be they want to leave the job, or it could be they want to move to another country, right? So I think we're all in a state of evolution and we all need different tools to help us through it. So So that's really actually a great tee up because if you're in a state that in your life and you're trying to achieve something else, you want to turn the page, go to the next chapter like we did and create a completely different life for yourself. Or if you're just trying to kind of up-level the one that you have, you know, maybe it's um, not a complete life overhaul. If you have a fixed mindset around that, you have a belief that nothing will change that I'm going to be stuck in this job forever. I'm going to be stuck in this house forever. I'm going to be stuck in this city forever. I'm I'm going to be stuck in this marriage or lack of marriage forever. That's a fixed mindset. So when you see yourself having these thoughts, right, that you're not willing to put the effort in to change your situation, or you're not willing to ask for help to change your situation, you have a fixed mindset. If you 
are fearful of the future and you're you're allowing that fear to trap you in your current situation, you have a fixed mindset. If you're worried that you may make the make a big mistake and everybody will see how wrong you were in whatever change life change you're doing, you have a fixed mindset. And I think that a I think a lot of what holds people back from creating the life they want is belief that they can't change their situation. They can't change the the cards they were dealt. And so my suggestion is to get curious. You know, Rob, you said this last night on our private Zoom with our Ultimate members. Um, Wouldn't it be cool if? Start there. Wouldn't it be cool if I traveled in Europe? Wouldn't it be cool if we got to move out of this town? Wouldn't it be cool if I created a side hustle that allowed me to retire from my day job? Wouldn't it be cool if? Start to daydream in about that. And that daydream, don't allow, here's what, here's the, (laughs) here's the pothole. The moment you start to do that, wouldn't it be cool if your brain goes, yeah, but how? Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Don't let that happen. Stay in the daydream, in the positive of wouldn't it be cool if. And that's when you start to build that positive momentum. Start asking yourself questions. Start saying, okay, well, what would I, what characteristic in myself would need to change to be able to go to this next stage? What small thing could I do to move in that direction, to build that momentum? And when you see, this is a big one, not everything's going to go perfect as you're taking that leap, as you're walking into that next chapter. But when you see those setbacks as an opportunity to learn or those mistakes as an opportunity to learn instead of failure, that's when you're adopting a growth mindset. So keep moving in that direction and keep asking yourself, wouldn't it be cool if? And welcome the contrast, right? We talk about this all the time. Welcome the contrast in to create the clarity of what you want. When when the setback happens, when something doesn't go perfectly, allow that to come in and convert it, see it as a lesson and move forward and move forward and just keep moving forward because a mistake is not a failure. A mistake is an opportunity to learn. And that's where having a growth mindset and cultivating that growth mindset, you, you know, it is where you build the momentum. So, if what we talked about with the fixed mindset rings true for you, you can't unhear it. This is one of those things that when you say you give the characteristics of a fixed mindset and then you know you catch yourself going in that direction, you can't unhear it. You have to identify it and you need to flip it. So I would highly recommend reading the book Mindset from Carol Dweck. You can get it on audio. Uh, you can also Google, she, uh, Google Carol Dweck. This is funny. Google Carol Dweck's Google seminar. And she did a thing at Google talking about uh, mindset and uh, go for it. And what you did today, Rob, with me, with yoga, because today is, a, actually, it's the second day that I did yoga. You praised my effort mm. and not my outcome. Oh, look that's, at that. That's a big mindset trick. And especially for parents, uh, 
is praising the effort and not the outcome. You worked so hard on this. You got up and you did it. I I told Rob, I said, yeah, I only did 15 minutes and I feel like a rubber band from 1908 that is about to snap. And he's like, yeah, but you did it. And you got up and you could have done other things, but you did it. So we praise the effort over the end result. And that's what you have to do with yourself too. So, All right, there you have it, everybody. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.